Any uh, good brand starts with some kind of a need. You're, you're filling someone's need. You're solving a problem. You're filling some kind of need that exists out there. And so really for your brand to exist and to have any kind of life in long term, you really have to be adding value in some way to people. This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle. Every Monday, we talk travel and money. Ultimate travel hacking tips and destination advice recorded on location. We also interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Money Mondays, episode 058. Today, our guest, Alex DeCavallo, is a branding expert and also social media strategist for IBM. Alex talks us through the steps and processes involved in choosing and developing your brand. I would say that in this digital age, an individual or a small business brand is much more organic and it has a lot more to do with the stories you're sharing about what you're trying to do, your dreams, your passions, than it has to do with any kind of slick campaign that you can build. Plus, Alex explains why the consistency and positioning of your brand's message is essential to getting noticed. There's a fine line between controversy and credibility. Controversy sells, but you want to maintain credibility even while you're being controversial. If you're in that middle zone of mediocrity, no one's going to pay attention to you. So you want to be on like the edges, you know, where either people love you or they hate you, but you have to maintain credibility. You know, maybe a lot of people hate you, but you're sticking by your values that this is what I really believe. But if you're in that zone of mediocrity where you're just always being very careful about everything, you're not going to break through. So in this episode, we are talking about branding. If you want to improve your brand, you want to design your first brand, or you just want to know how to change the brand that you already have into something a little bit better that fits with your current values. That's what we're going to be talking to Alex de Cavallo about later on. Um, but before that, it's time for the news. News, 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 or nose. Sounds like you're saying it's the nose. News. Oh, it's the news. Oh, good. Good to know. So, like earlier in the year, we did an episode about how we pitched loads and loads of companies to set up our Euro press trip. We set up our own press trip back in May, June time. And actually the total cost of that was $7,250.20, but we didn't pay that. We did not. We've actually paid less than $1,000 in total. Because of course we work with lots of companies. If you didn't know that already, you probably do if you listen to the show, but if you didn't, we do work with a lot of different companies when we travel, which means we get comp stuff in return for writing. So it's not for free. We no. work for it. I don't know why people keep referring to it as, oh, I get free travel. It's like, I don't know. We no, refer to we, it as that well, sometimes. Yeah, but we work our asses off for it. We do work for it, but it does mean we have a lot of good times and we don't have to pay the dollars out of our pocket. We just have to do some writing, which is great. But the reason that we're mentioning this in the news is because we've actually gone back and updated that episode. We've completely changed the first half. Now we are talking about the tips, tricks, and techniques that we actually use to get those pitches. Whereas before, we were just talking about what we spend, what we did, stuff like that. We have converted that into a pitching masterclass. So there's a lot of new content in there, and we've updated the show notes to actually have a written account of some of the stuff we did. And you can download a t pitching template. So we have provided a document 
that has our actual pitches that we used, you can just go on and get the pitching template. So go to travelfreedompodcast.com slash 040. If you are interested as a blogger or a travel blogger, there are various different blogging aspects you can use to get free experiences. And these pitching templates really, they sort of fit anything. So it's definitely worth having a look. Absolutely. And if you're a new listener and never listened to that before, well, now you know roughly what it's about. So head back to travelfreedompodcast.com slash 040 and find out about how you can start working with companies all around the world. Yeah. We so, go all the way back to the very beginning. Yeah. All the way back to 2013 when we did our first paid, well, not paid, but we got a large discount on a scuba diving trip. Which was freaking awesome. When we only had 7,000 page views exactly, on our blog, we had September nothing. 2013. So it was a big like, boost for us to actually start there because you have to start somewhere. Yes. And whether you're a fashion blogger wanting to get free clothes, well, work for getting free clothes, or whether you're a tech blogger who's trying to get some discounts on electronics, it's all really the same core skills and principles that apply. You just have to put your own twist on it. So yeah, head back there, travelfreeandpodcast.com slash 040. Get your free pitching template as well as all those extra tips. Cool. Uh, talking of free downloads, in this episode, we are covering one of our core concepts, which is, of course, branding, as we mentioned before, and uh, that is part of our blog setup part one cheat sheet. So if you go to the show notes for this episode, travelfreedompodcast.com slash 058, you can get that one. You may have already picked it up. If you picked it up from episode 52 or 56, it's the same cheat sheet for all of those episodes. And there'll be more cheat sheets coming in the future. But for now, I think it's almost time for the interview. Let's do it. Yeah, let's get on to some branding content from Alex. Okay, today we are talking to Alex de Cavallo. Uh, in the first part of this episode, we'll talk about how to choose and develop a brand. And later in the episode, we'll be discussing how to measure brand effectiveness and evolve or fix your brand if necessary. So, hey, Alex, how's it going? Good. Hey, thanks for uh, inviting me. Excited Absolutely. to be here. Absolutely. We're excited to have you here. So just to start off, we would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you've been involved with branding over the years. All right, so uh, that's a, uh, <laughs> let's see, where do I start? Basically, I've been working in uh, social media for about 12 years. I started blogging about 12 years ago. I was living in Paris, and, um, and I started going to a lot of uh, internet conferences. Uh, and Paris has a very dynamic startup and blogging community, and I uh, started going out to uh, different uh, events, to a lot of events, uh, dinner parties, uh, people meeting up at bars. There's something going on all the time. It was a very uh, exciting time to be in Paris about 10 years ago, and it still is. You know, there's a very dynamic startup community in Paris, and that created a new career for me. I was so excited about what the bloggers were doing, and I was very inspired by that. So when I moved to Miami nine years ago, I started creating tech associations. I created something called Refresh Miami. I was a co-founder of that. That's grown very large. And I also created Social Media Club South Florida. So Refresh Miami is more for developers and startup companies, and uh, Social Media Club is more for professionals and business owners trying to figure out how to use pro, uh, social media uh, for business and, and professionally. And then I uh, taught at the University of Miami. I taught social media for four years and as, a, as an adjunct at the School of Communications. I wrote a book with McGraw-Hill about social media security, and I've done various, uh, you know, I've, I've co-founded a couple of internet startups, uh, an email marketing company, 
Later, I joined Constant Contact, which is an email marketing, a large email marketing company. Yeah, I guess that's a uh, kind that's of a plenty. You have summary. your finger in a lot of pies right there. Yeah, you've been involved for sure. More recently, uh, I just joined uh, IBM, and I do social media strategy for uh, for IBM, and that's a, a very exciting uh, thing for me. It's technology. It's it's uh, there's so much information. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing actually. That's yeah. very, very cool. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> Not a bad place to be. Let's crack into the branding, though. Let's talk about branding. Obviously, IBM is a massive brand. Let's talk about branding for companies in general, though. I mean, their brand, as far as I'm aware, they've had like the same logo since the 60s. Is that right? Like, they've just nailed it from the start, and they're still going. Yeah, but you know, some some companies uh, they do modernize the logo. I mean, even even Google just yeah. came out a couple of weeks ago with a new kind of uh, kind of logo, which is uh, more uh, let's say uh, more modern yeah. and more friendly to the mobile, and uh, does does more things for them. So yeah, you might have a uh, but even uh, you know, I think Procter and Gamble and Starbucks they all go through some logo uh, updates uh, once in a while. IBM have just managed to nail it and haven't needed to change. Yeah, I was actually looking at the logo redesign of Pepsi Cola today, all the way back from like 1898 up into what it is today, and their redesign has been immense. Like it was pretty crap when they first started. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but like back, you know, hundred so years ago or whatever. I didn't expect them to have a perfect logo in 1887. No, I'll forgive them. I'll forgive them. They but, have done a little better these days. <laughs> so right. uh, we would love to find out, like, how important is branding to the like ultimate success of a company or even a blog? Well, I mean, branding is uh, is, is super important. It's one of the more important things you can do as as a business or as a person. I mean, you know, really, branding what it what it allows for you to do is to make your company uh, memorable, your company and your products or services memorable. I mean, people need some kind of a hook to remember what it is you do. Imagine if Coca-Cola, if every single can of Coca-Cola was a different color and had a different uh, name on it. I mean, to buy that product, you'd have to like, like read something about it. Like, you know, what, what am I buying here? And you'd have to like read some text and figure out the ingredients. And then you'd say, oh, well, that, I think I've, I've drunk that before, you know? So <laughs> the fact that you have red cans that say Coca-Cola all over the world, uh, means that you can go anywhere and you recognize immediately and you know what you're buying. That's so that's true. what a brand does for a company or for a person. Yeah. It makes it memorable. What is the key element of making a brand memorable? What is that key factor you really have to do to make that work? Well, so what's interesting is that the, the brand is only partly built by the company. And uh, so it's like a 50-50. You know, the company or the person creates a brand image and, and message. But then the other 50% is, what is it that people think about you? You know, your brand is also your reputation. It's the way people talk about you. It's what they remember about you. So it's very much a give and take. A brand is not something you just, you push out onto people, but it's also their perception of you. So it's, uh, you know, there's an interaction that goes on. So for someone who was just starting out in the very beginning, what would you say is the first thing you should consider when developing a brand? So there are many things. One is the visual aspect of it. So what does your brand uh, look like? So you, again, you want to make it memorable. And so what are your colors? Uh, what, you know, what are the colors that you associate with the brand? What is the name of the brand? Do you have a tagline? What is the general messaging? How do you position that brand? What, what need are you trying to fulfill? And how do you position it so people understand what it is that you're selling? 
What is it your company stands for? What are the values? So you have to work on that first, I would say. Just that it's, it's a whole, you know, this takes weeks to develop or months even to figure all this out. You know, especially let's say you're, you're working somewhere and, and you have a dream of starting up uh, your own company or, or your own services. Well, this is something that you would do on the weekends and nights to figure out, well, what is it exactly that I'm trying to do and how am I going to position this? So, you know, there's no need to quit your job because all of that work takes, takes time. So even before you launch, you should have a good idea of what is it that you're trying to, to create. Yeah, you've well, got to have that baseline understanding of what your business is really trying to achieve before you even consider thinking about branding. Yeah, I think you, you just hit sort of almost every single bullet point of what <laughs> any basic blog or business needs to consider before they write a single word. Yeah, don't even get your web domain until you've thought yeah, about that exactly. stuff, right? Absolutely. And, and, you know, the other thing, the other part about that is that you should also be uh, polling people, you know, surveying people, you know, uh, ask, asking your friends and family and, and strangers or, or sending out a survey to really uh, hone in on what is their perception of, of what you're trying to uh, create. And that, that's going to help you tremendously as well. So for someone who is like starting their own business, they're starting their own blog and they've got a really small company, I mean, outside of their small group of family and friends, have you got any tips for people to try and figure out how to get that feedback so they can figure out if their brand is going to be good? What do they need to do? Well, so um, there's a misconception that when you're building a business, you have to keep quiet about it and <laughs> work yeah. all alone mm -hmm. in your corner and then one day just unleash it on the world. And that, it doesn't quite work like that. Unless you have some kind of super secret technology you need to patent, and for most of, uh, of us, that's not the case. What you need to do is really go out to the world and talk to people. And when you talk to people, you're going to develop those connections inside your brain, which are going to tell you, yeah, when I talk to people like this about my product or service, their eyes light up, they get what I'm saying. Uh, so your own pitch is going to get better over time. But also, very importantly, you're going to get their feedback. They're going to give you ideas. They're going to give you suggestions. And they may even connect you with other people who can help you along the way. So it's very important to, to reach out and talk to other people about what you're trying to do. Yeah, um, I think that's probably something that maybe happens to a lot of people. I think it happened to us. We didn't really get good feedback when we launched our first online business. We really just went, okay, we've had some ideas and this sounds like something that will probably work. We asked like two or three family members and they went, sure, that sounds great. And <laughs> They didn't really know what we were talking about. It's only now to tell you the truth, like two and a half years on, from having our own travel blog and trying to create this whole like travel independent lifestyle that they're actually now turning around going, oh, that's what you guys were talking about. <laughs> now that's kind of cool. Can you give us some pointers? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's that hard thing with family and friends. They always want to be like super positive and super helpful, but they don't necessarily have a freaking clue what you're talking about. Isn't that interesting? So that only highlights that when you do talk to people, they might not get your idea. So you shouldn't be scared about telling your idea because most people won't get it. The other thing is that probably people will not have the same passion for your idea that you do. And so they're not going to be able to execute it like you could do. So really, there should be no fear about talking to people about what you would like to do. Yeah, yeah, good advice for sure. Yeah. We wish we'd done that properly from the start, but then that's <laughs> the learning process of being an entrepreneur, really. Exactly. That's how it works. So let's talk about sort of logos and brands. That's 
I suppose most people think when they're coming up with a brand that the logo is like the most important thing, but I don't know if it necessarily is. What's your take on that? I don't know that it is. I mean, for someone like uh, Coca-Cola, uh, obviously it is because you want to be able to replicate your product into the millions and have uh, you know millions of people buying it. Uh, so in that case, yes, but they also have the money and the teams to create that. I think you know, for, for most people, for most small businesses, for most individuals, it's not really about the logo. You know, we're in the digital age, we're in social media. It's more about being present, being online, sharing what you're doing, sharing, you know, storytelling, telling your story, talking to people about your, your, your passions, your challenges, your opportunities, things that are going right, things that are not going right. It's about connecting with people around uh, what you're doing. Your story is not like a movie. It's like the making of the movie, you know? Mm. So, you know, we've all seen Jurassic Park. But then yeah. we can also see the, the making of Jurassic Park. We'll see like the actors and the producers talking about how they did those special effects and what happened in this scene and that scene and how, you know, that how the dinosaur was chasing me, but it wasn't actually there. And, you know, so there's this whole fascinating thing about the making of, the making of Star Wars, the making of. And that's what the movie of your life is like. It's, you're, you're constantly in that making of moment so that as things are happening to you, you're sharing them online and people are following that story and they're connecting with you through your ups and downs. And I think that's what branding in, in the modern age has a lot to do with. That's a fantastic way Analogy, to put it. Yeah, yeah because I think uh, us personally, we branded very badly in the beginning to the point where our most popular travel blog is called Five Dollar Traveler, which confuses a lot of people. They go, oh, you travel for five dollars a day. And we're like, no, we meant that like you could get cheap experiences around the world and that's cool because then you save money and you can spend it elsewhere. And like, we went in this whole terrible convoluted way. But now I feel that even though we have that name that we we don't we want to try and rebrand out of that but the stories that we do tell we find that businesses and companies are more happy to work with us regardless of our name yeah it because turns we out write, it doesn't matter no. it hasn't mattered as much as we thought it was like whoops we shouldn't have done it this way but actually when we explain to the companies what we do they get it yeah, and, and they're more than happy to work with us. And, and they like they look at our previous articles and stories and they go, oh, yeah, we want to be a part of that. So it's that interesting thing about how branding, yeah, you can you can get it wrong in the beginning, but it can turn out maybe a little bit okay in the end. If you can <laughs> put a theme behind it. If someone is looking to develop their own brand, which I'm sure most people listening to this podcast will want to either develop a brand or maybe improve the brand they have, what are sort of the key elements that they should be thinking about? What is it that people who look at their brand are going to be thinking and how do they need to respond to that to create a brand that is going to really connect with people? So marketing is uh, a lot about science. It's, it's less of an art and it's more about science. And by science, what I mean is that the goal of marketing is always to improve on your past performance. And so what does this mean? This means you need to be testing things all the time. So when you start talking about your new product or service or anything you're developing or you're creating, you're going you're gonna to put that kind of messaging out there. You're going to post about it. You're going to share a picture or a video or you're going to talk about it. And then you're going to see how are people responding. You know, do they get it or not? Do they, are, they, are they liking? Are they sharing the post? Are they commenting? Are they not? 
And this is going to give you an indication of, okay, so what just happened? And then you're going to try something else next time. And you keep doing that, uh, you know, to see how, what, what are people connecting with? What kind of messages are people connecting with? What kind of visuals? What kind of videos? Uh, do they like the super positive stuff that I do? Do they like it when I mm -hmm. talk, uh, you know, more in technical terms? Do they like it when I'm talking about business cases, when I answer their questions, or when I show how I helped someone? Do they like it when I take my pet out to the park? Uh, you know, like how, how are people connecting with me? How can I get through to people uh, around what I'm doing? And so it's just, uh, it's just about testing. It's, you know, for example, also when you're posting about stuff, are you only talking about your business? Because that can get very boring, you know? Mm -hmm. So can you show your personality also uh, through your posts, through the stuff you're doing on your time off, or, you know, you happen to see a nice uh, sunrise, uh, are you sharing that alongside the professional stuff you're doing? Uh, because people will connect with different things. And uh, really your goal is just to, you know, just to have a, a wider audience to talk to so that they get to know you in one way or another. So, I mean, modern branding, by the sounds of it, the way it's characterized there, it's, it's more of an evolution than a decision. It's more of, it's all testing, it's all practice and learning about how to build your brand into like something that people really recognize in the long term. But if you're just like the first time you're starting out and you you have to sort of at least say, I'm here, this is me, I have a brand. How can you create some sort of brand in the start that you can build up continuously and evolve as it goes? How do you avoid being stuck in one place where then when you learn from your audience and find out they want something slightly different, you can actually provide that without undermining what your original brand was? So, you know, any, any uh, good brand starts with some kind of a need. You're, you're filling someone's need. You're filling some kind of a, uh, you're, you're solving a problem. You're filling some kind of need that exists out there. And so really for your brand to exist and to have any kind of life in long term, you really have to be adding value in some way to people, you know, either because you're providing a real uh, service, you know, you're a carpenter or you're a plumber or something, you're actually fixing stuff. Or because you're, you entertain people, you know, you, you travel around the world and you're showing, you know, these, these restaurants, you're traveling for, you know, for $5 a day. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I wish. But cheap, but cheap, but very awesome experiences, uh, you know, as, as you're traveling and you're showing people uh, about that. So, you know, in one way or another, you're filling people's needs or dreams or you're, you're providing some kind of value. So that's the fundamental of any brand. But then, of course, uh, it's also... How are you sharing that? In today's digital and social media world, how are you sharing those experiences? How are you showing that you're providing value? There's a lot around the storytelling. And that storytelling happens in different ways. You can be on Snapchat, which is a lot about videos and photos, um, or Instagram, which is mostly about photos, or uh, you could be on Facebook a lot or Twitter. Uh, so all of these medium, media are, are, are quite different from each other in the way you're going to be build, building your community and, and the things you're going to be sharing and how are you going to be showing. And so you also have to figure out which platform you're going to be on. Uh, and that is going to condition how you're going to be talking about your story. So do you think it's more important to choose a particular platform that you think fits you and your potential audience rather than trying to spread yourself across all of those social media platforms? Yeah, I think so. I think it's important to choose a platform that you're comfortable with and, and, and that you enjoy. I think that's even more important than, than where is your demographic. Uh, like Snapchat is the youngest 
uh, social network out there and maybe you have a product uh, or service that is uh, geared towards the younger demographic. But if you're not comfortable uh, doing videos of yourself or if you're not good at, at short videos and stuff, you know, you only have two choices. One is, you know, get better at it very quickly or then don't use that social media because you're not going to be good at it. You're not going to uh, break through. Uh, use something else that you're more comfortable with. You know, if you like to write, then you should be blogging, you know, blogging on your blog, on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, if you're a photographer, then you need to consider uh, Instagram and, and Snapchat, which are more visual mediums. So it depends on what you're good at. But also, you know, you do have to look at where is, where is your audience? If you're selling some kind of business service, then you cannot overlook LinkedIn. It's super important. Facebook, everyone's on Facebook. So you always have to consider Facebook because, I mean, that's just where everyone spends their time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It sort of seems like, to me, for sure, we rushed into really establishing who we were too soon. And I feel like a lot of people we meet, a lot of other bloggers we meet, maybe they did that as well. Maybe they went, we've had this idea and it's really cool. And then they start putting out content on their blog and they've created a blog and they've got a domain name and they've got all of that stuff. Maybe this is the core thing that people make as a mistake when they start out. They need to take just a little more time to practice and research before they really go, I'm going all in on this one idea. Do you think that's sort of one of the main rookie mistakes people make when they're starting out as entrepreneurs? You know, you, you make a great point. The research is uh, so important, um, you know, because most probably you're not going to be the first person in the world doing what you want to do. And there are other people who are already doing it or trying to do it. And so finding those people, uh, looking at what they're doing, seeing how they're blogging about it, which social networks are they on? How are they using Snapchat or not? Uh, how are they using Instagram? What's working and what's not? That kind of thing is going to inform you so that you don't make mistakes that, that uh, you know, just so you see how they're doing it. And, and that's going to give you ideas of how you can do it better. You know, you're joining a conversation, you're joining a worldwide conversation, no matter what you're doing, uh, you're joining a conversation of people who are interested in that very thing. And so you need to see, well, what are people talking about? What are the trends? Who is who? Who are the influencers? Uh, who can I already reach out to and connect with and then ask questions? And, you know, so that research part of it is so important because it really does inform your, your direction. Maybe we could walk through a, a little bit of a timeline with you. Start from what would you do first from like conception through to actually announcing that this is the brand I'm going with? Okay, so let's say uh, I had a new idea to do something. I would start researching it a lot. I would look, okay, so who in the world is doing this? Is anyone in the world? Who is it? Who are they? I would start to write down Evernote is a great tool. I use Evernote. It's, uh, yeah. You can use it for free. So uh, you can start putting your ideas and organizing them in Evernote as you come across it. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. We use Evernote all the time. It's great. And then, uh, of course, like I said, you, you would start talking to people uh, to get their feedback, to understand like what kind of uh, feedback do they have, suggestions. Uh, maybe they can even help you uh, come up with a name for your concept. Um, you would then start researching uh, domain names. You know, the .com domain names are mostly all taken. Yeah. Uh, so it's very hard to come up with an original uh, .com name. But there are other domains that work really well. There's .co, which uh, was the uh, Columbia 
domain space, but it's it's been opened up. So if you can't get the .com, you can probably get the .co, .co. Um, and then there's like uh, city-specific domains. For example, uh, .miami just opened last week. Oh, uh, I think there's also... I think there's also .london. I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of cities that have their .city. There's also uh, .photography. There's dot, There's all kinds of. There's .club. There's all kinds of uh, you know interesting domain extensions now. So that if you can't get the .com, maybe one of those would would work for you. Um, and that helps in the branding because you can have your your business name plus the dot extension that, that works for you. That's really cool because I think the thing we found a lot with, we'd come up with these like awesome, amazing names and then the top, the dot com was taken Anyways. like to the point where it's like, well, it's not actually a blog, but you can purchase it for $10,000. <laughs> Love that. That sort of deal. So with these new ones opening up, there might be, but if you get in there before all of those hacks steal all of those good <laughs> domain names, you might actually get a pretty good one. Right, so when dot Miami opened, I I got Alex dot Miami. So. No way, <laughs> it's exactly. crazy. That's I, you awesome. know, I mean, I never would have gotten Alex dot com, you know, because uh, <laughs> even when I, but Alex dot Miami. So you know, I'm sure I'm not the Al only Alex living in Miami. But now you are. You're you are the, the Alex. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so how about those people out there that uh, possibly didn't come up with a fantastic brand to begin with? Do you like think us, it's like us, example. like us? We're actually trying to actively evolve our brand into something else rather than just doing a rebrand, a, a rebrand, yeah, a cut and slash rebrand. We're trying to evolve into something else. So do you think it's possible to do an effective rebrand uh, that, that's sort of like in an evolutionary way? Or do you think it's best to just rip the bandaid off and start from scratch? So I think, when, so it is, of course, it's possible to do a rebrand. What is better when you do a rebrand is to really communicate and over-communicate. I mean, there's people who've been following you uh, with your, you know, with your original brand and you need to give them time. You need to like be able to reach all of them. So you shouldn't just like from one day to another, uh, just disappear and come and pop up with another brand because you're going to lose a whole bunch of people. So you need to like tell them, hey, look, you know, in a month or like in two months, uh, we're changing, uh, you know, we're going to have a new look, we're going to have a new website, we have a new brand, this is why we're doing it, here's what's going on, here's how you can follow us. So really when you rebrand, it's a, it's a period of intense communication, uh, just so you get your message out. And it's an opportunity, uh, in fact, to uh, get your message out about your new values, your new direction, your new dreams, your new opportunities and challenges. I mean, think about how that opens up a whole possibility of, of communicating with people. Uh, just, just around, just because you're rebranding. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's just so tough because we've seen people rebrand, and I don't want to mention any names in particular. But you feel like they sort of dropped off the face of the earth. Maybe they didn't get the rebrand kind of right, and it does definitely scare people from wanting to do it in case they lose like fifty percent of their audience. And yeah, finding that exact balance with how you make that happen without everyone going, what, I don't like this new brand. Should people be scared of changing their brand or should they feel like if it's not working, they have to just do it? Well, I mean, if it's not working, it's not filling your values. And, you know, if you're not happy with, with it, then you, you have to rebrand. I mean, the, the, the point of, you know, especially being in business for yourself is that you're doing something that you enjoy yeah. And that's that's consistent with your own values and stuff. So, 
if you feel like a new brand is important, then you, you have to rebrand. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, you know, and, and with your website, it's not really that much of a concern because you can redirect the old URL to the new one. Yeah. So at least with your blog and stuff, that, that happens. What's more complicated is on social net on some social networks, it's it's harder to change the name, right? And when you change the name, you might lose all your followers uh, when you migrate from one brand to another. So uh, that's a little bit more tricky on, on some social networks. Okay, let's try and go through a few quick tips before we get towards the end of the interview. Now, a few things I reckon people would be sort of interested in if they're trying to develop their tagline, which seems to be like after the logo, that seems to be the second most important thing as far as I can tell for people to identify you very quickly when they arrive on your website. The tagline has to be really solid. Have you got some tips for people if they're trying to develop a good tagline? What needs to be included to be able to convey that message within that first few seconds? The tagline is important because your brand might not explain what it is, uh, right? Because it might be some generic kind of uh, name uh, that doesn't really describe what your business is about. Like and so then the tagline helps to uh, kind of uh, get that message across uh, quickly because it's next to your logo. You know, the tagline can be difficult because you want to like distill your idea into just a very few words, you know, three, two, three, four words that captures the essence of what you're trying to do. So like Einstein said, uh, if, if you can't explain your concept in simple terms, it means you don't understand it enough. Mm. You know, so, so for Einstein to get to E equals MC squared, I'm, I'm sure it took him years to like understand that, oh, I can explain it like this. And that's, you know, you know, that takes a lot of work. So all of that work that goes into figuring out what you're trying to do, talking to people, doing the research, coming up with your messaging, uh, writing uh, the business plan, all these things, all of that is going to help you condense uh, what it is that you like to do. So for me, I have a tagline, which is engage your community. And what I like to do is I like to create spaces for people to connect. And so I do that through my events, uh, social media club events, Ignite Miami, Social Media Day, Barcap Miami. All these events, of course, create a space for people to connect around, uh, you know, like-minded people to connect around ideas. But also I do a lot of online community management. Uh, and that is also a place for people to connect. So really that's my driving force is, is creating these opportunities and spaces for people to connect. And therefore, uh, my tagline is engage your community. Yeah, it took a while to get there. And, you know, there might be other companies in the world that have the same tagline. You know, who cares? I mean, this is me. You know, this is me. So. <laughs> Alex.Miami. Yeah, you've already. You're not Alex. That's Miami, it. are you? You've got You're it. You're not Alex.Miami. You don't have this tagline. <laughs> <laughs> are there any great taglines from big companies that you think are like really super effective, like just fun examples that people might like to think about? Oh, wow, that's a good question. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of a single uh, I'm putting one. No, on the that's spot. fair enough. That was a tough question. I should have warned you about that. I'm sure there are some very, very good ones out there. I mean, yeah. like Nike, Nike, just do it. I don't even know why that's a good tagline, Actually, but it just is because you just do it. I was listening to another podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish the other day, and they said someone sent off a letter to the guy who owns Nike, and they just said, they did it uh, phonetically. So it's like, is it actually said Nike or is it Nike? Like they just wrote it out phonetically and he circled Nike. So it is Nike. It is actually Nike, but traditionally it should actually be Nike if it's the Greek 
goddess. Greek goddess. Yeah. It should be Nike. Everyone says it wrong, apparently. Everyone, apart Everyone. from the Greeks, because they invented it. We'll let yeah. them keep that one. But yeah, a little bit of branding <laughs> trivia for you right there. In every country, it's a different pronunciation. That is true. It's definitely Nike in according England. According the guy to the guy who originally put some like rubber in a waffle iron and created the. <laughs> The sole of a Nike shoe, he says that it is actually should be Nike. Well, there, there you go. go. Right. Might, might yeah, not help well, you with well, the tagline, but... <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, just... Yeah, but just do it. It's, it's such a classic. Uh, it's probably the number one tagline out there. It was, they've been so successful with it. Uh, but, you know, there's others. There's, uh, like, the New York Times, all the news that's fit to print. That's um, good. Yeah, that's good. There's, there's one here uh, called Got Milk. And the the uh, visuals with that are people who have like uh, milk on their lips. Yeah, the mustache. I have seen those ads. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been uh, very successful. Um, you know. So obviously, there's some some things like that. Think different. Apple has think different. So yeah, yes, that's, that's true. Very Orwellian. It's um, it's very uh, abstract, but I guess everyone wants to think different. And some of those things people want to feel like they're thinking differently and being unique so. well their whole first ad was all based around that whole George Orwell uh, book that I haven't read 1984 exactly yeah. there you go I didn't know that you've done more research than I have for I this episode I read the Steve Jobs book uh, <laughs> I read his yes. <laughs> Yeah, but you know so what's interesting about brands is that these companies have uh, millions of dollars to spend on that they hire the best creatives takes them months they come up with all these campaigns. Something like Just Do It or Think Different or, or Got Milk, it's not just a slogan, then it's supported by a lot of advertising, a lot of visuals and videos, and you know, there's, there's so much work that goes into it. And then these uh, campaigns and taglines, they last for uh, you know, m many months and years and maybe even decades in, in different kinds of flavors uh, you know, and, and visuals that, that go with it. But, you know, a person is not really like that. A small business is not really like that. A person is not really like that. So, you know, when I, when I think about my own brand, it's, it's less to do with, like, let me get all these visuals perfectly and, you know, I, you know I, I'm not going to spend millions. No. <laughs> thousands. We don't have oh, the money. Oh, if only we could. <laughs> yeah, so basically when I do this stuff for myself, it's only me, you know, that most of us in the world are like that. You know, we're trying to do this for ourselves and our own companies. And so I would say that um, in, in this digital age, a brand is much more organic. An individual or a small business brand is much more organic. And it has a lot more to do with the stories you're sharing about what you're trying to do, your dreams, your passions, than it has to do with any kind of slick campaign that you can build. It has a lot to do, much more to do with your like daily sharing. Sharing and being present daily online uh, is much more important than any kind of slick campaign or, or logo or slogan you can come up with. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm sure some of those big companies are a little bit upset by the small companies now being able to have quite good recognition without spending millions of dollars. Exactly. Some of those small bloggers have come through like on Instagram, on Twitter, on different things, and they're just nailing it. They're getting so much more attention than what these big brands are paying millions of dollars to try and attract. So it's a very interesting world that we live in. Yeah, so large companies are, are really paying attention to, to social media and they have social media teams and they uh, really uh, figure out, uh, you know, platform by platform, you know, first of all, should we use it or not? And, and how do we use it? How do we use it effectively, you know, in, in, a, in a very organic way, uh, not in a very manufactured way, but in a very organic kind of way. So they are paying attention. 
Yeah, that, I think that's what everyone wants now. This is like the buzzword, organic yeah. content is so the buzzword of 2015 or even a few years before. Everybody just wants to feel stuff's authentic. Maybe we've got over the fact that some of these brands might have been you know, sort of manipulating, ma manipulating and, us yeah. somewhat for quite a few years. Everyone wants to feel that stuff is real, which gives so many opportunities to small businesses now to come in and fill those holes and, and help those sorts of people who actually want that more authentic experience. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, We've got time for one more question, and it's the question we ask everybody at the end of interviews because we think it's a fun one. It yeah, is a classic question. So if you could go back in time, what's the one branding tip that you would go back and give your past self? I would say to be uh, authentic, to be real, you know, just to share more about what's going on. Um, I think that especially when I was younger and getting into social media, I, I think I was too serious in the beginning. Uh, when in fact, what you see is that, you know, when you're really talking about the things that are important to you, that matter to you, that's when people connect. Uh, when you have opinions and views and there's a, uh, there's a fine line between controversy and credibility. You know, controversy sells, but you want to maintain credibility even while you're being controversial. If you're in that middle zone of mediocrity, no one's going to pay attention to you. So you want to be on like the edges, you know, where either people love you or they hate you. But you have to maintain credibility. You know, maybe a lot of people hate you, but you're sticking by your values that this is what I really believe. Or then, uh, you know, but if you're in that zone of mediocrity where you're just always being very careful about everything, you're not going to break through. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, completely. And that is branding. That's always branding in a nutshell. If you don't stick to your values, then you're not really a brand. You're not no, branding you're a, what you are. You're just, you're just a wishy-washy wet brand. You're a flake, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> coming up with new ideas so yeah that fits perfectly good way to finish up the episode absolutely so alex thanks again for coming on the show we really appreciate talking about branding today hopefully everyone's got some really good value and maybe they're getting some really interesting ideas already formulating about how they're going to work with their current brand and improve it change it maybe uh, but if you want to let everyone know your websites and where they can come and find you, I know we've got alex.miami, but if there's anywhere else that they should come and find you, then please give yourself a little plug right now. So, hey, listen, thanks so much. This has been uh, great fun. Um, the, the easiest way to connect with me online is alexdc. So on Twitter, I'm alexdc. Uh, and that's only because my last name is so hard to uh, pronounce for, unless you're Brazilian. So uh, alexdc on Twitter and on LinkedIn and uh you know, Facebook, uh, pretty easy to find online. Fantastic. Nice well, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, you've given us some fantastic tips on branding, and I think a lot of people can go back and try and just make sure they ticked every single one of those fundamentals that you mentioned, ourselves included. Get it right from day one. Yeah. Just, yeah, do the research before you launch. I think that's probably the best tip for anyone who's listening who hasn't launched yet. Just put a little bit more time into thinking about it before you finally decide. Cool. Okay, thanks, Alex. Thanks again. Well, thank you so much. It's been great fun. Thanks so much. Bye. All right, everybody. It's almost the end of the show. End of the show. Travel homework time. Yes, it's travel homework time. So, you want to get your brand in order. If you haven't actually got your blog fully launched, then you need to start doing a bit more research and really figure it out because that's where we went wrong when we started our $5 Traveler brand. We really didn't put a lot of time into checking with other people whether this would resonate with them no we just yeah. went yeah that's a good idea let's do that let's create everything that we're gonna 
you know, base our entire future on and not do any research. So we're going to ask you to do the opposite and do some research. Do not waste a lot of time and then have millions of headaches in the future like we still are suffering from three years later today. Yeah. Do not do that. Go out there and make sure before you completely launch your brand that you have a good understanding of what your brand should be about. And, of course, jump onto the show notes, travelfreedompodcast.com slash 058, and that will get you the free cheat sheet. You can sign up for that very easily, and they'll give you all the stuff we do. Our steps one through four, building your blog, choosing your brand, getting your hosting together, all of those basics. This is the first of many cheat sheets coming on getting that stuff together. for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at travelfreedompodcast.com. Join us again every Monday to learn how to supercharge your online income and travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback, so tweet us at mytravelfreedom. Or email info at travelfreedompodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. Catch us again every Monday on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye. 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 Bye.